This is a Federal News Network podcast. In case you've lost track, President Biden signed a total of 28 executive orders in his first two weeks in office. That's more than his four predecessors combined so far. The orders give agencies a long list of policies and regulations to review, new task forces to create, and a bunch of other actions. Yes, it's a lot to do, but career executives are generally used to all that work. For a little more on what goes into that process of preparing for and then implementing all those new executive orders, Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And yes, that is a big change that I guess federal longtime executives are used to kind of expect when a new administration comes in. What do they tell you they're doing these days to prepare? So it's interesting, Tom. I heard on your show, actually, I believe it was David Berto with the Professional Services Council say that Biden had signed more executive orders than his four predecessors uh, before him. And I went back and checked, went through some old White House archives, and he is definitely correct. President Biden is definitely pumping out executive orders during those first two weeks. And you know, generally speaking, a lot of the preparation, the legwork, you could say, to uh, get ready for these executive orders, it does start during the transition. And yes, this transition was a little different. It was maybe a little bit shorter than maybe agencies were used to in the past. But in general, when landing teams arrive at these agencies, they talk to the career folks, they explain what the priorities are going to be of this incoming administration. And then they start looking at regulations, policy documents that the agency has maybe put out over the last four years or even longer. And they start to have those conversations. Okay, what would it take to implement X policy uh, priority that we have? And, you know, in what form do we want to issue it and that sort of thing. Sure. So, and I think it's a little easier maybe because in many cases, some of the political appointees are returnees and many of the people on the transition team had been there already. So if anyone had been in the agency at a senior level for more than four years, they knew exactly what's going to happen once the uh, new team takes over. That's definitely true. And I think in some cases, you know, some of the new appointees who maybe have been there in the past are learning how their former department or agency has changed over the last four years. I caught a little bit of um, former secretary and now soon to be current secretary again, USDA, uh, Tom Vilsack. And he in his nomination hearing, said, I'm going to need to learn you know, how the department has changed over the last four years, which was interesting. Yes. In some cases, Biden is asking agencies do 180 degrees different from what they were doing just a month ago. And that's got to be tough to handle. Yeah. So I asked uh, three former senior executives this question, uh, spoke to Greg Giddens and David Grant, who run uh, the Potomac Ridge Consulting Group. And Both of them have each 30-some years of experience at places like FEMA, VA, DHS. And they said, you know, look, this is something that we're used to. If you spend any time in D.C., this was Greg Giddens' words here, if you spend any time in D.C., you learn not to have your feelings hurt, acknowledging that this is something that happens. And I also spoke to Don Bice, who is a uh, former assistant deputy secretary for administration at USDA. He's now a director at BDO Public Service. And he had uh, his own experience with this. We went through a transition. And the very first question that a new policy official in that particular area asked me was, how do I get rid of that rule? And I spent a year getting rid of the rule that I spent a year putting in place. 
but that that is something that most career employees are used to. They're used to being nimble enough to understand what the priorities of a new group are and to, if they've taken their oath and they are implementing it the right way, they implement the policies of the people that are in charge. And that's Don Bice, a former executive at USDA. And we're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And I guess in some ways he hinted at the next question here is, what are the challenges in implementing this volume of policies in such a short time? Yeah. So on one hand, you know, in talking to these three former executives, I, I definitely heard a lot of this is something we're used to. We practice for this sort of thing. We're accustomed to it. At the same time, there are definitely challenges and they mostly fall on the side of the career executives at the headquarters level who perhaps have the closest interactions with some of the new political appointees, the landing teams during the uh, initial transition period. And, you know, they talked about a couple of things. On one hand, they say that it's really important for the career executives to kind of bridge the gap between the policies that you were working on under the previous administration and what you need to work on in the new administration. And they said, you know, you really want to try to eliminate some of the policy whiplash that those in the field might experience. And they said that that definitely falls on, you know, the shoulders of career executives who really need to explain to new or perhaps past uh, political appointees, what it'll take to implement a new policy, why the old policy was there to begin with, and the implications of changing that policy and what it does mean for the employees in the field. And again, going back to Bice here, you know, he mentioned that another challenge is going to be some of the staffing levels. You know, he, from his experience, has seen some agencies, a lot of them civilian agencies, not your DHSs or VAs or DODs, but the USDA is the labors, the education departments that actually have lost some employees. And at USDA, actually, they're, they're down, as far as I can tell from looking at OPM data, around four to 5,000 employees over the past four to five years. So that is a challenge. And he explains that a little bit more here. We are lower than we've been in many years in most of the departments. And you know, I can say from my own experience, looking at USDA, the vacancy rates are pretty high there. So I think some of the perception it will require even more work to be done than previously because I think we have fewer people who are doing those roles. And, you know, we've gone through some waves of retirements and some waves of people departing government. So I think the smart managers in government now, the career people, understand that they have a limited capacity to do everything. Again, Don Bice, formerly of USDA, and I have to say, if you've been in a large, if you have been in a large corporation and there is a change of leadership, and sometimes during times of turmoil, there's multiple changes of leadership, it ain't all that different. There's whipsaw of policies and procedures and directions and missions and so forth. So, I mean, the government, it's maybe a more regular thing, but it's not unique to government. Yeah. And, you know, on that point, Tom, one thing that all three former executives told me was this isn't really unique to transitions either. David Grant, who's a former uh, FEMA executive, led the agency as a, an acting deputy administrator at FEMA for the first 11 months or so of the Trump administration, says, you know, look, a lot of these political appointees, they don't stick around for the four-year term. And so we see a lot of turnover already. And with those new appointees comes 
perhaps their own priorities. Greg Giddens, who was a chief acquisition officer at VA for several years, recalled the time when Bob McDonald came in halfway through the second term of the Obama administration and brought a lot of change, sure. in part because the agency needed to change, and said that you know they had to keep up at that time as well. So it's not unique to presidential transitions. We're just seeing a lot more volume from this particular administration right now. And very briefly, the federal impasses panel has passed, hasn't it? <laughs> That's true. That's a good way of putting it. It's gone. Uh, President Biden, no surprise there, uh, asked for the resignations of all 10 members. Eight resigned pretty easily. Two were removed. And it's now up to the new president to appoint new members, which don't have to go through Senate confirmation. Yeah, policy there is going to change. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.